Well, hello, it's Jennifer from Teach and Chatter, uh, where I talk about all things education and seems to be talking about life right now too. Uh, you can find me at www.teachandchatter.com. And today I'm talking to Crystal again. And Crystal, a friend of mine, we've got our children in the same high school. And she's going to be telling us something that I feel is really, really important. And we're talking about culture. And as a teacher, um, it can be challenging to uh, teach about a culture that's different to your own, especially if you don't know a lot about that culture. So welcome, Crystal. Hello again. <laughs> uh, so in our typical teach and chatter vibe, we are sitting in a coffee shop. We've got lots of noise going on around yeah. us. This is, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not in a park, it's in a coffee shop. It, there's always <laughs> craziness going on. Haven't had any motorbikes go by. I've had that happen before. Oh, well. No crows, so yeah. we're, we're on to a good thing. So thank you for coming to chat with me today. So, Crystal, if you could give us a little bit of a background on your culture, that would be great. Sure. Um, so, tell them everyone. It's Crystal here. Um, so, I was born and raised in New Zealand, but my family are actually from Samoa. So, Samoa is a little group of islands in the South Pacific. It's about a three-hour flight from New Zealand. Do you say that again? Um, Samoa. Samoa. Yeah, How so do I spell that? It's spelled S-A-M-O-A. Um, a lot of people say Samoa. I was going to say, yeah. that sounds like Samoa to me. I've said Samoa all my life. I've been um, saying the wrong yeah, thing. Our language Samoa. is very vowel-based, so okay. um, a lot of our, our, our sounds are quite... Um, I, don't know, I don't know how you would, you'd say it. They just seem a bit more rounded. So okay. things like A-E-I-O-U, um, we pronounce them as R E. E or U, so it's all um, yeah. Because it's it, we we never had a written language um, until Samoa was colonised. So um, oh. it was. I think the Americans had a go at it. So you had no over. written language originally. No written, it's it's a very so oral what was based their form language. of communication. Just talk. Yep, it was all it was all speaking, and we had specific symbols. Oh, like the Aboriginal culture um, has? Yep, yep. Oh, that's Yeah, a lot of our traditional tattoos have specific symbols that mean certain things as well. So Um, do you know those symbols? Some of them, um, but not enough where I could confidently say, oh, this this means this and and, and, and so so forth. But, um, yeah, no, it's... We never had a written language wow. uh, until colonisation. So when did that happen? Colonisation. I've got um, no idea. It would oh, probably around the 1800s. The Germans fought to take control. Um, at one point, I think it was called German Samoa. Oh. Um, uh, so there are a lot of Samoans with German German heritage, myself included. Really? Um, my great great grandmother was full German. Uh, she, I don't know how she ended up in Samoa. This she is blowing actually, my mind. Yeah, I knew none of this. <laughs> she actually got deported back to Germany from Samoa. Which, oh. um, Why was that? Which was very interesting. <laughs> I'm really not Why? sure. What did she do? Um, I, I have no idea, but she she got deported back to Germany. Um, but New Zealand eventually um, somehow came into the into the mix there, but Samoa was actually the first Pacific island to gain independence. 
over there, they have like an, a language appreciation week, which is national. Okay. So there's a Samoan language week, there's a Tuvaluan oh, okay. language week, Fijian yeah. language week, Māori language oh, week, Tokelauan language week, Nguyen language week, Cook Island language week. So, you know, I grew up fully immersed in not just my own culture, but I got to know all these other Pacific cultures as well as Māori culture as well. And so... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I really miss. That's probably one of the biggest things that I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hard. Um, so what have you done to share your culture with, uh, I guess, two, two-part question, yeah. with the schools yeah. that your children go to yeah. uh, and also your own children growing up in yeah. Australia? What have you done um, to help them learn about culture? I speak to my children in Samoan a lot. Do you? A lot. And yeah. can your kids speak that language as well? They are learning. They're learning. Um, so I teach them basic words for certain items. And if they ask me, I'll, I'll answer as best as I can. And then there are some words in English we don't have a translation for. Because, ah. um, yeah, because there are certain things that, like, we didn't have TV. Oh. TVs and cars are things that are okay. introduced. Um so in Samoan we would say TV is just TV because we don't Oh, that's so actual, interesting. Yeah, and some of the translations wow. are very literal. Yeah. Um, you know, because because it's Western culture has come in, um, it's trying to find words to, to translate those into Samoan so that our elders can understand okay. certain things. Um so like with our last conversation about autism, yeah. there wasn't really a, there aren't really words to explain autism in one one go. It has, wow. I have to have a full conversation and try and pick the right words to explain it without it sounding like it's something completely terrible. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so I speak to my kids a lot, and there are certain things that I guess some old superstitions. Oh, tell me. <laughs> tell me about Like, we don't whistle at night. You don't um, whistle? We don't whistle like, at night. Yeah, that yeah, kind we of we don't whistle. whistle at night because you're hailing the spirits. Oh, you don't know what spirits are, are, I are listening doing it. things. No, you said that. I'll probably never whistle <laughs> at night again. Um, <laughs> you know, girls with long hair, especially if you have long brown hair, yeah. you keep it tied up. Um, at night or just at day? Night. Yeah, especially at night because there are, there's a certain... Um, female deity who is oh. jealous of girls, especially oh. with brown hair, because her Pretty love, brown hair. yeah, because her love left her. For, you know, oh. so lots of old little superstitions that come in. And do most um, people believe those? Genuinely believe? Yeah, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then some of it is just passed down, and we just do, like it's so ingrained in us. We just do it. Yeah. Um, we don't even question it anymore. Um, things like we cover our mirrors. At night, don't look in the mirror at night because your vanity you? vanity can be a curse. What do you cover them with? Um, they just use what's called a lava lava, so it's like a sarong. Yeah. So it'd be like a sarong, and they just cover it with that. So you would not be buying a house with lots of mirrors, because <laughs> hey, that would take a well, lot of time. We, we'd never, I'd never had such huge mirrors till I moved here. Oh. The wardrobe doors with the mirrors. Yes, yes. Australians love big yeah. mirrors. Don't so they? I can't, I can't sleep properly if I'm facing the mirror. I have to have my back to it. It just. It's just it something in me. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you get up in the middle of the night and then like, oh, <laughs> it's your reflection. That is yeah. so fascinating. So, um, yeah, wow. A lot of, it's very myths and legends. 
okay. faced and this is how our islands came to be and things and this is why we do certain things and my children are fascinated by yeah, it yeah. so it's because they're stories so do yeah. you tell your children those stories just yeah. orally or do you have yeah. picture books no it's, it's all just oral stories, oral, oral stories. Yeah. yeah and like through school um, you know it's I've been invited to speak to yeah. um, my daughter's class when she was in pre-primary school. So I, walked, I came in, and like my dad happened to be here at the same time, oh, my youngest sweet. son's first birthday. So yeah. dad came in with his guitar and he told stories about when he was a child in Samoa. Um, and I taught the kids how to count to five, how to say hello, goodbye, thank you, and yeah. please. Um, I also did a traditional Samoan dance for them to say thank you. And then I got to do it all again for my youngest son's kindy class this oh, year. Oh, sweet. Oh, and the kindy kids are amazing. Um, and I feel, I feel so bad every time I see them after that, though, because now when I go and, if I'm lucky enough to go in and help out, they ask me, are you going to do your dance again today? So every time that's yeah, it, you have I'm to like, do no, dance. I can't, I can't do it. Sorry, not today, not today. <laughs> <laughs> These poor kids. Um, they don't get it. They're just like, no, yeah. you're the dance lady. Yeah. You have to do it now. <laughs> and another thing you have done uh, when I was um, at the same school, because my son has been in the same year level and uh, yeah. everything as yours, um, You've done the lace. Yes. And um, I just love that. Yeah, so when um, our boys were in year six, yeah. uh, because traditionally for our celebrations, we present people with a flower lay, mm. um, which is just a necklace for people that don't know. And, um, you know, Hollywood... Does it have to be a particular flower or um, well, can it be anything? Depending on the culture, um, okay. I, I guess whatever their specific flowers are but fresh flowers um, you know are usually what's used Um, and Hollywood has a lot to answer for because they show Hawaiians all the time with that this is what you get when you arrive at the airports and stuff like that Um, and then I think just over time people have commercialised it and made it like you can wear this as a Halloween costume and Stuff oh, like okay. that, you know. And, and so do you feel like that, that is that insulting? Yes, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't, you know. It takes away the purpose of it? Yeah, because it's it's not what it's for. It's not like a dress So what is it for? Thing. What is the purpose it's, of the life? It's just celebrating that person because time has gone into, time and love has gone into making those lives. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's to say congratulations or good yeah. luck. You know, we give them for specific birthdays, um, special birthdays, graduations, weddings, farewells. Um, but since, you know, since Western culture has become a bit more popular mm. in the Pacific Islands, rather than just flower lays, now they use lollies. Um, which is what I make mine out of. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not gifted with the fresh flowers. I can't even keep flowers alive at home. Wow. So <laughs> my family were very happy when I came home with the lolly lay. So yeah, keep so, that one up. <laughs> um, yeah. So when our boys were in year six, I um, spoke with my son's teacher and said, "Oh, um, you know, my family's coming over for the graduation. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, this is what we present as a flower lay, but um, mine's going to be made of lollies. Is there a specific time that I can present this to my son? You know, I don't want to intrude on, on the, the program or anything. And so the, the teacher spoke with the principal, and then they got back to me and said, oh, 
they think it's a wonderful idea. So to include that, they would provide the flower lays for all the graduating students, and then I could present my lays to my son after the ceremony, which is exactly what we did. So they purchased Um, flower lays. Yeah, so every graduating student that year was given a flower lay with their graduation pack. Wow. And that's the only year that they've they've done it. And then we gave gave our son his lays afterwards, as well as... um, a couple of teachers and some of his friends as well. Um, yeah, so Just it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, gesture. so it's something that I I'm quite happy to do for people. You know, with you, like you yourself. Yeah, I gave you. I made one yeah, for you oh, last year as well. And so beautiful. I think just yeah. so sweet to be included in getting that and um, yeah, just a meaningful gift yeah. really. Just, yeah, and coming from your culture too. So yeah. I think that was the part that I really really liked about it yeah okay so you have done that um and also did you have a part in the mural I know the principal put yeah, a post um, on that yeah they checked with me what was what um because our school our primary school has um a mural with welcome in various languages which is so awesome it's, yeah it's pretty it's such a great looking mural and I love all the different languages on there so yeah they checked with me like what's what's welcome in my language so um yeah I was happy to say yeah like this that's that's correct so my children even asked me oh mum which one which one is ours and I said oh there it is you know up your way welcome that's Mm. that's our language and because we took the kids to Fiji last year Uh, before everything changed yeah they recognised the welcome in Fijian as well so um you know, it's that's one of the best things I think that that school did was, was uh, that. I mean, it just looks beautiful, oh, and what a so great nice. way to walk into a school and just yeah. be greeted oh. because it's just so yeah. inclusive. And yeah. I feel like I mean, it's probably not easy, but it always it sort of is too to have a welcome yeah. poster, yeah, mural. <laughs> um, that's the first thing you see really when yeah. you go to a school. And you just, just know that they so obviously cool. embrace yeah. multiculturalism and yeah. um, that's where you're going to. Yeah. Um, so what would you like, what tips would you give to a teacher to embrace your culture or just cultures that are different from the teacher's culture? Because um, I know that as teachers we try to be inclusive and... Yeah. Um, but it can be hard because yeah. for I feel sometimes... It depends on my relationship with that parent. So sometimes if you don't know that parent, I mean, you obviously try to get to know that parent, but Mm. you don't want to go and offend someone by saying, oh, can you share your culture? Where they might turn around and say, well, actually, I've lived in Australia all my life and I don't really have another culture. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? They might physically look a little bit uh, different. They might, like you say, uh, you had in our previous chat, darker skin, lighter skin. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm saying. You don't yep. want to <laughs> upset oh, someone. I know. Yeah. And, and I know I've had people say to me when I was doing my country teaching, "Who yeah. are you? What, what, what? Where are you from? Yeah. What, what's your culture? Yeah. Are you one of us or are you one of them?" Yeah. And I, and I was, I found that like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm just Australian. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm like that too, you know, um, because there are a couple of parents where I'm like, I'm talking, talking, and then they'll say that they're from New Zealand as well and I'm like no way because they've got an Aussie accent oh really so I'm like 
I feel like I yeah. could pick New Zealand accent. Like, that's definitely New Zealand. And then I'm like, the no chops. way, whereabouts in New Zealand? And then they'll tell me, and like, even this year, there's a new student that started at um, my children's primary school, and um, the mum asked me one day, whereabouts in New Zealand are you from? And I told her, and, she, and then she said, she's from this little town, and I said, no way. I've never met anyone outside of New Zealand from that little township, um, oh. which is actually where my brother used to live as well. And I just thought, do you know what? It's conversation as well. Yeah. You know? Um, and because I love talking to people and finding out where they're from. Um, so how do you do that? And how do teachers <laughs> do that but do it respectfully? Oh, I think, you know, probably maybe a good activity would be to send a sheet home, you know, when they do their getting to know me activities yeah. at the start of each year. Yep. Don't just make it about the child, but make it about the, the parents family. as well. Yeah. The family too. So, you know, um, does your family speak other, another language? Yeah. You know, um, does your family, you know, are there other cultures that your family um, identifies with? Or, you know, and, and would if, you like to share? Yeah, your if culture? yes, would you yeah. be. So I used Happy to do that in kindy, and yeah. I, um, I did it for a little while when I taught older year levels, like pre-primary year one, but then yeah. I stopped doing it just because it wasn't something the school would regularly do for older year levels, but yeah. it's actually quite important to do. I think something do. that would be good to do right yeah. throughout And it gives parents the opportunity to put things down that yeah. they might not and want can, to say yeah. straight away. And they can sit with their children and say, well, do you know what, actually, your nana is from... Some, like she was born somewhere else and can speak this language. Maybe Nat, we can ask Nana if she, you know, it's, it's a nice way to include grandparents as well. Some, I know there are a lot of parents who are born here, but their parents came from somewhere else. I mean, even if they came from England, you know, this is how we did things when I was growing up. And, you know, we didn't have this and that. And like my children think it's hilarious when I tell them that my childhood in New Zealand, we only had two TV channels, guys. We had two TV channels. And then when they introduced a third TV channel, and this is in the 80s, when they introduced the third channel, we were like, oh my gosh. We, <laughs> it blew your we, mind. We have a third TV <laughs> channel to watch. You guys are very spoiled with like Stan and Netflix oh and Prime goodness. and all this Netflix. other stuff. Like, I can't keep up. We, we had two channels. You know, when I was um, a teenager, I remember I had a black and white... I know this is not what we're talking about, but we're just, <laughs> we're just doing it. I had this little black and white TV. Yeah. It was like this box, really. Like a box. Oh, wow. And I thought that it, it was, was freaking thing, hey? awesome. Yeah. The screen was so small. Black and yeah. white. I mean, you did have colour TVs, but yeah. it was a portable TV. So that's what I had. I just yeah. thought that it was... It was fancy, oh, right. and I could sit in my room yeah. and watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> and my kids just—they can't. They just, just can't fathom it. Yeah, it's like, like when I said to my kids, mean? "We didn't have a TV remote. We just had like a dial on the TV. Yeah, one, two. Yeah, one, you had two, to get and up. Then we had this big button that was like on, off, on. And when that button broke, yeah. you were done for. You had to figure out how you're going to turn the TV on without the button yeah. or if the dial. Broke. That's right. And we were saying as well. At school, we didn't have air conditioning. 
Yeah. And we're thinking, yeah. how did we manage? Like, I just, I can't remember yeah. ever really thinking about it. I don't know, maybe buildings were made better to yeah. withstand it, or maybe we were tougher. I don't know. <laughs> we just, I think we were just okay. tougher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just got off track. But anyway, yeah. Um, so I really like the get to know you idea and yeah. um, where parents can have the opportunity to write it down. Yeah. Um, do you have any other ideas? Or even like, you know, I know because I know the teachers, the teachers' schedules are so full on as well. But rather than yeah. waiting to have like kids mm. conference meetings or yeah, like see if they can organise like a one-on-one with each parent, especially if they're new, because you won't always have like the mm. the, the sibling of a child that you've taught before. Mm. Um, you know, and it's a good way to get to know the parents and find out. Well, you know, are there any concerns that you've got, you know, what are some things that you do at home or culturally that I need to be aware of so that I'm not doing something, I'm not overstepping a boundary or so I'm not doing something that could offend you, like your child might not fully understand it, but I want to be sure that I'm I'm aware of what makes you different Mm. and I'm celebrating that at the same time, how I can maybe incorporate something from your culture into my teaching because I love getting to know about other cultures and what they do you know because we all it's so easy to go out and say well I feel like having some Thai food today but what's getting to know a Thai person and why they cook the way they do why are those ingredients so important you know how do you care for how do you care for your family with the way that you cook you know like it's all it's all connected so, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think um, there, there are times that I've, I feel like I've done that really well in my class yeah. and other times where, to be honest, that gets put almost on the sidelines where yeah. you do little tokenism things. And, yeah. um, and I don't really want to do that. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people don't want to do that. I've done some good things in the past. Yeah. Like we did when I was in the country once, we collaborated with the other year one teachers and we did uh, cooking over a whole oh, term. Nice. Yeah. And it's a cool week, one. It's yeah, a really good one. It was so cool. And yeah. we invited people to come in, whether it was parents actually we had an education assistant once who did it and he was a um, an Indian man and he yeah. showed us how to make one of his curries and Oh, nice. um, and then we integrated that with reading uh, reports from that that cult that you know whatever culture we're doing that way. Yeah, it was just really meaningful, and it yeah. happened naturally. Yeah, I mean we did plan it, so that wasn't yeah. natural. But how we integrated it into everything yeah. seemed to happen naturally. Yeah, um, and food's a really yeah. good one because some people don't even realise the food that their parents have taught them to cook mm. comes from their parents who probably came from somewhere else but they've been in Australia so long it's just they just think oh that's that's home for me and they don't realise that the origins of that food actually comes from another place and there's a lot of different foods out there now but I know my nan she's 99 oh cute yeah she's 99 now yeah it's pretty amazing and she would kind of only eat the food that she grew up with yeah and so she would have, like, if you ever went out for lunch, yeah. um, 
she would have omelette or fish and chips or just like yeah. stock standard. Yeah. I, I don't know, English food maybe yeah. you would say that. Yeah. Uh, she had a farm, they, or they had a farm growing up too. Yeah. Uh, so it was that kind of English food. And my mum, she yeah. grew up on a farm. Dad was more of a city guy. Yeah. And she would... When that sort of impacted her cooking when she when we were young, so we I hated me. I'm vegan now, yeah. so like that's lucky for me that I just hated me. <laughs> but it would be meat and free veg. Yeah. So that was my upbringing. Yeah. And when other foods from other cultures came in, I was so happy because yeah. I love carbs. Yeah. I hate meat, but I like rice. Love. Yeah, love it. and it's a it's a that sort of it's stuff. It's an adventure as well, trying all those different foods. Absolutely. And I think like, how many weeks is an is a classic example of where schools can do a bit yeah. more. I think. Um, not so just we used to do that, to, didn't we? And yeah. at the, oh, I can't say school names yeah. on this podcast, but we used to do a day activity where the parents come in, share morning tea. Oh, really? Yes. Well, have you not had that? Because no. that's what we used to do. The parents would come in and we'd do, I don't know, kite making, flying or whatever, some yeah. craft. And some of the crafts were really quite difficult, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the parents would come in, make this craft activity, and then we would have like a picnic. Yeah. But, and, and I think that's really good and probably should do more of that. Yeah. But then you don't want to um, do that... <laughs> I do this one day a week activity for the whole year, and that's it. I've done that, tick box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm multicultural, aware. Yeah. So, do you see where I'm coming from? It's It's a tough one, because I think, being someone who comes from somewhere else, I would love to know more about the Indigenous culture here. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I know it's, it's something that, is, is go, it goes up much higher than where I am, and um, I would love to see more indigenous language included. Like, have that as a as a as a language option in schools as well? Because I, I just feel like, oh, okay. for me, that's something where if you are visiting. You'd go to France, you'd learn a bit of French mm. to speak sure, to people there. Sure. You don't expect everyone in France to know how to speak English. No. You know, if you go to Samoa, in my own, my own homeland, homeland, I would expect people to learn a little bit of Samoan to get by, because not everyone in Samoa can speak English either. And some people, the only English they learn is from movies, which isn't always the best either. Um, no. You know, and I just think... Is that yes. tricky because yeah. um, there are lots of different dialects of the Aboriginal exactly, yeah. language? Yeah. And so where we are right now, in Wajak yeah. country, yeah. Noongar would be um, the, yeah. the language. But yeah. apparently there's just so, so many. So many, yeah. So I don't know. But no. Maybe that makes it tricky. When I was teaching in the country schools, yeah. That language aspect seemed to be easier because we had uh, an Aboriginal education assistant yeah. who would work for a certain amount of hours in our classroom a week. Yeah. And I really liked it. We would do um, story times where yeah. the Aboriginal education assistant read the story oh, in oh, her words yeah. and then I would read it in the standard Australian English. Yeah. Um, 
just seemed to have more of a natural flow. Whereas yeah, when I came to yeah. Perth, it was kind of, I had less Aboriginal students in my class. Yeah. Not yeah. that that's a reason not to do things, because yeah. it's not. Yeah. But I didn't have the Aboriginal education system working with me yeah. regularly, uh, yeah. and I feel like that kind of made it harder. Yeah, um, it's a it's a yeah. it's a tough one because I even asked an Indigenous woman at the school the other day. She's so proud of her Indigenous roots, and I said, maybe you could talk to the school about I don't know, doing, like running a program or something just to teach yeah. the kids. You know, maybe once Great once idea. a week yeah. or once a month. And she said, oh, it's tough because she's not. Indigenous to Western Australia. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's not so her. It's not her. Yeah, so she didn't want to, And I was like, see, there you go. I didn't yeah. realise that, yeah. you know, there's certain, I guess, areas where it, it might be a bit tricky for you and things like that. So, I don't know, culture's a, it's a, t- it's a tough one, but I definitely think getting to know the parents right off the bat, not just get to know me, the student, and just the standard questions like, what's your favourite colour, what do you like to eat, and, you know, <laughs> how old are you, when's your birthday, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But actually have, having a, a, a question, a questionnaire yeah. attached for parents, you know, um, how would you, how would you like us to include your yeah. culture, or, you know, things like that. And I think sometimes that's where... That's something that I also want to try and approach with our school because the parents who don't speak English as a first language, I feel like that's a whole group of people that we're missing. Um, and it's, for me, as someone who learned to speak English, um, I get it. I get it because I've, I've got family who stand back as well and don't get included because... They don't get involved because they're worried about their language skills as well. Oh, they're worried okay. about the language barrier. Because they don't have because their English, English. Yeah, because yeah. their English isn't so good. So to be so mindful good. of that, Yeah, sure. so um, yeah. It's, it's definitely, don't just make the assumption that, okay, your child, their child is at your school, so that parent just knows yeah, how, to, how to do how, how your school system works. It's, it's being aware yeah. of and you where can they get, come from. Um, interpreters nowadays. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that yeah. is available. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think that's another thing as well. If teachers find out, okay, this child's parent maybe doesn't speak English so well, they originally come from here, I can ask the other staff, do you by any chance have a parent who maybe speaks this language that might be able to help me communicate, you know, or just, you know... It's or other family members too. Yeah, I remember exactly. years ago, um, I had a boy from uh, Africa and his mum really didn't have a lot of English. It was yeah. apparent. Yeah. But her daughter, who was a teenager at the time, did. Yeah. And so she would come in, Yeah. which kind of saved the whole uh, interpreter process, yeah. but... And this is going back a good 10 years. Yeah. But um, she would come in and interpret everything, and that was just really handy. And I felt like it was a really nice uh, process because it was still just us and family. Yeah. And even if you have members of staff who are from other, you know, who can speak other languages, they might not necessarily be of that culture. But if they know how to speak other languages... 
you know and sometimes even little things like you know just including a little blurb in different things like you would at the hospital you know yeah, they've got that's a good idea too. things like that as well so you know um, I know uh, once uh, a few years ago when I was uh, doing kindy, I was a kindy teacher, yes. and um, I had a little boy in my class who was Chinese, and he'd only been in Australia for something like six months. Oh, His wow. mum could so they were speak still a little new, bit. New. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so English was definitely an additional language. Yeah. I went to um, a library for teachers to access some um, uh, resources to help him, uh, yeah. you know, in uh, Mandarin and English, but as a kinder kid, you know, he wasn't reading, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't reading his own language yet, oh. so that was kind of hard. Yeah. But what happened was I had a uh, crack teacher yeah. came to my class, and I'm still in contact with her now, actually. Yeah, and, um, oh, cool. Yeah, she had her first language was Mandarin. Nice. Oh, my go. goodness. It was yeah. perfect because... She yeah. interpreted what I had read on the map story to him. Yeah. Asked him the reading comprehension questions. Yeah. And then I could actually yeah. find out what he knew. Yeah. It was awesome. And I was yeah. like, oh god. And that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> I wish we always had this. Yeah, just because around. the child's enrolled in the school, we can't make the assumption that they know your language, that their parents know mm. your language, or that they even understand the education. Yeah. I speak perfectly good English. Mm. Coming from an English-speaking school yeah. and, and, and country, but I still don't understand <laughs> what happens oh, here. Oh, so like the cultural you know? sort of yeah. expectation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, you know, um, like there are certain things where, mm. like Halloween, we don't have Halloween in the summer. It's not a thing. So will you in my do culture. that because you're over here? Um, it's I'd, becoming more popular, yeah, isn't it? In yeah, Australia? my children ask every year, can we trick or treat? And I said, no, because I just want the lollies. Yeah, and, I, and they want to dress up, which is yeah, cute, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, I'm like, well, we, it's not something that I'm that I'm familiar with like that but I, then should I we do. be doing it to embrace other cultures because yeah. I was always a bit like that too because yeah. uh, it's come well for us I feel like it's come from America but the yeah. origins aren't originally yeah. American are they yeah exactly but um I was kind of like always the same thing like well yeah. it's not really an Australian thing and why should I celebrate yeah. and then just and I guess I don't I don't know if it's the commercialism of it all that I don't yeah, necessarily I think agree with. I think that's what but it is for me, yeah. I kind of thought, well, I guess if I'm not doing it, then I'm not embracing other cultures and yeah. it is from another culture. And yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's how you do it, hey. Halloween's one there. I said, because we're, Halloween's not really the way that they're selling it to you. That's that's not why that's the commercial yeah but maybe we can do things in non you know like to to actually if you can do it talk about the origins of it with your kids yeah like I I prefer to prefer to know more about like the dawn of the day of the dead like in Hispanic culture yeah I've seen that pop up I want to know more about that because that looks well, for me, yeah. it looks scary because yeah. I haven't grown up with that. So yeah. when I see images and I see skeletons, like I yeah. was always scared of skeletons when I was yeah. little. I had this yeah. recurring nightmare oh. of skeletons walking yeah. down the hallway. I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it was a thing. And so for me, I said that, I think, oh, surely that would be scary for yeah. children. But yeah. they've grown up with that, and I guess yeah. it's not. And because it's like movies like Coco, uh, Book of Life, they, it is about celebrating our loved ones that have yeah. passed. And so I, I'm, I said to my kids, well, if we're going to learn oh, about yeah. another culture... You, you do it the right way and find out the origins. I go, Halloween, maybe? No, it's not my cup of tea, but Day of the Dead, that would be something that would be, I think yeah. that's a really great way to look at it because, I said, tell my truth, in our culture, when someone we love passes away, yes, we're all sad, but at the same time, it's a celebration of their life. That's why yeah. we have a big feast after the funeral. We're all, people are crying, but at the same time, we're laughing. There's music, oh, you wow. know, and it's, it's about celebrating why we love that person so much, why the impact they had on our life. It's not, it's trying not to view death as, as the end. Okay, our memories of that person, which I, which I kind of see, um, is similar to, to um, the day of the day. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think. I'm just sort of realising, because I've done a bit of cherry-picking with what I kind of like the idea of celebrating and what I don't, and that's probably not the right thing, because, like, because there's so many, there's Valentine's Day, there's Patrick's Day, there's all these things, (laughs) but really, at the end of the day, I guess if we're going to do this properly as teachers and parents and um, educators of little people, it's finding out what the origins of us are yeah. and teaching that yeah. I mean yes with, you can do lots yeah. of activities but don't go with the commercial popularity yeah. if we're going to be teaching cultural awareness and whatever then I guess yeah. that's the key do you think yeah and I think you know if we're just going to go with what's popular what's been commercialised you know hey we're going to have a Halloween disco because Halloween's like well that's that okay thing. but and, and I'm, what I'm thinking of is not just to say no to that for the sake of, oh, well, that's commercial, and I've done yeah. it in the past. <laughs> oh, that's commercial, I don't like yeah. that, blah, 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 blah. But, okay, well, I'm going to find out yeah. where does Why? this come from. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, it's, I think if people know their, their history as well, like if it, I know my family history, so I'm confident enough to tell my children about it. This is why we do things this way. This is why we dress a certain way, this is why, you know, we wear our hair a certain way and things like that. And I try to ensure that teachers know, because I walk and talk my culture yeah. everywhere. My brown yeah, skin, yeah, my brown skin doesn't say, hey, I'm Samoan, you know, it, people hear me talk and they just think I'm mouldy, they just mm. automatically assume, okay, she's got a New Zealand accent, she's got brown skin, she must be mouldy because she's from New Zealand, but it's okay. like, no, I'm, I'm quite happy to correct people because, That's you know, I can't. Where you come. Yeah, 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 so it's, it's just, I guess it, it all comes down to conversation, and sometimes yeah. parents don't, they can't speak their language, like, I've got a friend who who's also got a son in the same year as our boys she was born in another country spoke that language came to Australia learned English as well and now her children don't really know her language either so she would have been a great great resource for their class but because her language she doesn't speak her her native tongue 
as often. So I think, you know, it's... You it just can't assume, can you, by physical appearance. You can't assume yeah. where people are from. Yeah. There's just so much in yeah. there. Um, I remember years ago, it's quite a while ago, someone from another country yes. came up to me and um, they said... Um, Oh, you don't have a culture. They said that to me. Oh, you don't have a culture. I'm an Australian I think that's, person. Yeah, that's a huge, oh. huge. Um, and do you know that's, what? That's I still remember okay that. Well, and and yeah. I, I had to be careful what I said to this person yeah. because I didn't want to insult them. Yeah. But and I did think, well, actually, it shows your lack of understanding. Yeah. Not mine. But I, I, I said a few things, you know, I'm standing there going, oh, well, the Australian culture's like this, and make sure you're friendship, and barbecues, yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, listing all these things. Yeah. But for the first time, I had to do that for the first time. Well, I didn't yeah. have to do that. I chose to do that. Yeah. But I felt quite almost defensive, and I thought, oh, wow, I guess that's just a snippet of what yeah. people from other cultures may experience, yeah. being judged. Yeah who you are, what you are. Oh, I felt really... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I still kind of feel like that. Like, no, yeah. I, I feel like I have lots of... <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's lots of culture where Yeah, I'm and from. that's the thing as well, is sometimes people who, where English is not their first language, they do tend to make that assumption and say, well, you're white, mm. you don't have a culture, but this is how, you know, we... I, I'm part English as well, and I'm very, I'm quite protective of that too, because um, in learning about where my English roots are from, you know, my my great grandfather was taken as a slave, and, you know, by Pacific Islanders, and then taught their language, but then he shared that experience with, and the books are still, I've actually got to buy that book, but it's so expensive. Um, <laughs> too expensive um, you know and then he took it back to England wrote his book and everything and I think you know what people don't realise is just because okay we're in an English speaking country they tend to look at it and go well what's the culture then you know just because you're, you're only speaking English and because you've been in Australia and that's not been you know you haven't been there as long as yeah. the Aboriginal people have and yeah, yeah. you know England has been around yeah. for a lot longer but there is something there is so something much involved in that so yeah. unique in every culture no yeah. matter it doesn't matter if English is your first language or not I love hearing well, what what's something that your family used to do when you were growing up do you know why they happened yeah yeah and you know? I, I was Maybe saying that when I spoke yeah. to her and it's about my family culture and, yeah uh, and, and I've got family that you, are from England and Ireland yeah. and all sorts of places yeah. all sorts of places mixed together and yeah. I know we one side of the family one of the uh, first people over to Australia was a convict. Yeah. I don't think that's spoken a lot about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's anyway, so cool I'm though. Anyway, from big things people. Yeah. I think that's so cool though. I love, I love the convict history. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, someone like me, who, I come from a warrior culture. That sounds we had, a we had cannibalism. Oh, that's not you know, fair. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was cannibalism. Sorry, I don't want to judge. Warriors and stuff. <laughs> you know, and we're seafarers. My, my, my culture's seafarers. And then yeah. on the flip side, 
my English side. They were they were see you know they were shipmen as Such well a and contrast. stuff. You know, so there are similarities, but just done in very different ways. And then so I come here. Do you feel divided by that in a way? Because yeah. you've got two very different. Yeah. And then there's also my German side as well. So your what side? My German side. Oh, so my yeah. great great grandmother was full German. So it's oh it's, wow. It's That's a big melting pot of yeah. cultures, and apparently my great grandmother, my great great, my three times great grandfather, on my mum's side, he was from the Solomon Islands too. So there are there are all these little bits and pieces that make me who I am. But I identify as Samoan because that's the culture I was immersed in. You gotta but, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta pick one. I just um, say I'm Australian. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like all family traditions, like, you know, with your nana cook, uh, cooking and only yeah. eating a certain way, that would have come from her parents. Her and, English heritage. Yeah, think, exactly. Yeah. And people yeah. don't realise that there's there's more to it than just what we're seeing yeah. now. It all comes from somewhere else. Yeah, it's like, so interesting. I yeah. know my dad had, or well, mum and dad, yeah. had their ancestry done. Oh, you, cool. you know, you can look into yeah. it. Um, and mum's came back quite more multicultural than my dad. My mum has got quite pale. Yes. Well, yeah, I'll meet your mum. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my dad has got quite a olivey, tanny skin. Yeah. So a bit sort of caramelly, i say. Yeah. He might not agree with me. I don't know. Sorry, Dad, if you listen to this. Um, but he's, I thought for sure he was Spanish or yeah. something really, yeah. you know, yeah. quite dark. And his was less multicultural. Oh, wow. It's kind of, I don't know. He'll, yeah. he'll tell me. I'm probably wrong. I'm thinking Scandinavian or something. It came yeah. from other cultures that had very, very pale skin. So I want to know. Something happened. Yeah. <laughs> something along the way. Because yeah. the skin's quite dark. And it, I think I'm just a little bit of a mixture of yeah. the of the pop. So yeah. I don't, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so uh, what you're saying to uh, teachers is to yeah. get to know the parents. Absolutely. Send out yeah. that get to know information. I like that idea. Yeah. I've done it in kindy. I need to keep, I need yeah. to do it. Definitely invite people in for special uh, days. So yeah. I think schools need to obviously, they need to keep doing it. We all need to do it. Yeah. Um, you, I used to, I'm just thinking of all these memories, <laughs> I used to invite parents to come in and cook or bring a food from their culture. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. so we just recently did that for, we have this thing at our school, um, Chef of the Day. Oh, and it's, it's really cute actually so they get dressed up in a chef hat apron and they bring in food and the yeah. other kids buy it so we're teaching yeah. money and if they, oh, yeah it's really cute and they so decide cute. how much yeah, they decide yeah. how much it's going to be and we take photos and then it's, they don't know this That's fantastic. but it's going to be a printed little recipe book at the end of the year oh. get it. it's, but it's a wonderful idea actually. it's actually really cool but yeah. if, if I was smarter back then yeah. I'm going start a new job to see the excuse is that I just <laughs> getting to know things. But I could have said, please try to think of something from your culture. Yeah. Um, 
just to make it that just that next step of yeah. being a little bit more meaningful and maybe I'll do that next year yeah I know at another country school I can't say names so hard another yeah. country school I worked at where we did have a lot of Aboriginal children yeah we invited people to bring in their own recipes and the school published it as a book and they actually sold that book that's fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. So, anyway. And that's the thing, yeah. Food, food is probably, food and craft yeah. are definitely two of the biggest ways I love craft. that people can get involved. Like, I, I yes. don't really cook as many of my cultural foods as I would like because a lot of the ingredients, I can't get them here. Or they're just too expensive and not of the same quality. Okay. Um, I think it's more to do with the climate here. I don't know how to grow some of the food in this particular I'm just not growing anything yeah I can't even keep a plant alive so all the plants in my house are fake Um, don't have that green yeah um, but um, so that's why I just I just bring what I've got like a few lava lovers or sarongs Um, I've got a couple of bags that are traditionally weaved flax bags um, and and I dance because music is that's, that's how I connect well, to my That's another way most. too. Um, I do that. I play yeah. music from different cultures in my class. Just as yeah. the kids are coming in in the morning yeah. and unpacking and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. things like music is definitely yeah. a good one for me. That's a big one for me. I play a lot of summer music at home um, and in the car. Right. And the, so my kids don't really know commercial music at the moment, okay. they don't know what's popular. I don't. Um, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, my daughter, when uh, she was a little bubble, she loved, and it's quite like, I, I didn't mind listening to it, which is probably quite sad, um, <laughs> but she loved listening to High Five, and every time I got in the car, it had to be High Five. The original High but, Five. The original, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was but it did get to the point, and I was like, oh, man, yeah. oh, like, when can we move on from this <laughs> music? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that idea of playing music as well. Do you yeah. have a big event that uh, you celebrate with your Samoa culture? Um, well, Independence Day, our Samoan Independence, Independence Day, Day. Yeah, is usually the first. And so, Sunday what does that mean? Day. What do you do for that? that um, traditionally, what they would do is it's just a big celebration. So they have a big community event. You have like church choirs. You have someone dance groups performing people singing um, it's really just celebrating us being free I guess okay. from from western western governments I guess yeah. um, and is there a particular food that you get to eat that you just love I don't know it's just, just all, all someone food a lot of um, what is someone food I don't know so we have things like um, we eat taro which is a root vegetable oh um, like a potato uh, it's a bit Bigger. There's taro. We have yams. I've heard of that. Yeah. So there's yams. Um, fish is a is a big staple as well. Um, let's see. They have a, there's a special um, dish called palusami, which is made from taro leaves and coconut cream, and you can actually add meat in there. And the taro leaves they make it into like a little pouch, and it's steamed. Oh, that's one of my favourites. Um, so if you're vegan like me, you can put tofu in there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of our food is actually is, is all grown off the land. Like, Do you um, eat rice? 
or is that not something that yeah. you would have? Rices, rices, something. But they, mostly they, root vegetables. Yeah, mostly yeah. root vegetables. Um, coconuts. We and we try to use every part of of what what they're growing. So plantations. A lot of families have plantations as well, where they're growing all their fruits and vegetables, um, meat. You know. Um, Meat is one where are they big meat eaters? They are, yeah. Like um, fish and that's yeah. So fish, um, pork. I don't eat pork myself, but um, you know, one one day you'll no judgment. Yeah, one day you'll I'm see not, I mean, one day you'll see the pig running around just oh, no. running loose, and the next oh. day the pig's gone. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. We, my brother and sister and I, went to Samoa twenty years ago now, actually. And um, my poor uncle, my mum's brother, not realising the three of us don't eat pork, uh, cooked this huge feast in what's called an umu. So it's a, um, what they do is they have, um, like they get coal and wood, they burn, it's an above ground oven kind of thing. And um, they put, they have these metal baskets where they prepare all the food. So they put all like the taro, all the pumsami packs, they put everything in there. Things are wrapped in taro leaves or in foil. Yeah. And they place it on the hot coals and, and rocks and things. Then they put like wet, um, damp potato sacks and newspapers and more rocks, hot rocks, and it steams the food. You just leave it for hours. And then when they peel it all off, it's, you know, there's no oil no salt and things no like that. No plastic packaging no, to chuck in the nothing. bin. Nothing. You can eat, eat the pumpsami straight out of the taro leaves and things like that. So, um, so do you not eat pork because you just don't like the taste of it? Um, pork was something that, was that we didn't really thing? eat at home. It was my dad never doesn't okay. eat pork. Right. And it was also a religious thing as well oh, for okay. us. Um, I'm Seventh-day Adventist and we don't, we uh, don't eat pork. So, don't um, eat. Yeah, I don't so, know anything about the yeah, it's, that it's, religion really. So it's um it's something that okay. we've never eaten. But yeah, my mum's poor brother, this trip to Samoa twenty years ago, we see this pig just running loose and then the next day my uncle presents us with this feast and we're like, You're gonna have to share that pork with the village because we don't eat pork and he's like, Your mum didn't tell me that. So do you have any other things with your religion that you can't eat? You're um, encouraged not to eat? There's I don't. I won't eat. I, I tend to just stick with like beef, chicken, and fish and lamb. That's those are the only meats that I'll eat. Um, but yeah, it's. Well, I'm not really supposed to be drinking coffee so much, oh, but I do anyway. Really? So yeah. what's the thing with coffee? Is that because it's like a it's a stimulant, a drug? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, does that mean because like coke would be yeah yeah so a lot of people but I'm quite rebellious as well so I would you get in trouble if you went to church and you said that's no it's you know for me my faith is that's between me and that's my relationship with God and how I treat people as well you know I I grew up in the life of service my parents were always serving our community they were serving our family serving our church and that's what I learned which is how I tend to interact with people as well it's about getting to know and that them. totally comes through yeah and, absolutely. and that's the thing so I'm not, yeah. I'm not going around like quoting bible scripture to people no. and things like that because that's not how you if you're living a, a good life if you yeah. have a good heart and you treat people well 
you know, and, and you're not going out there with ulterior motives and things mm. like that. You know, what you put out into the universe is what you get back. Um, and I and I try to ensure that my culture and my faith that's what I share with everyone, just by being myself. Yeah. Just and how I treat people and what I do for others. And um, that's what I'm trying to teach my children because we're our culture is very much village based. The whole village looks after you. And not having my family here is probably the first time I've not had a village. So I I've feel been, like you're creating that though at your school. I am, because absolutely. Crystal, yeah. I didn't say this at start, Crystal is PNC president at her school. And I really feel like you do. Yeah. You really set the tone for yeah. a positive family-based community yeah. and um, I see all the Facebook posts that you do and they're just so yeah. honest and raw yeah. and there's still that because, positive vibe, yeah. even on the days where yeah. you're having and that's my culture comes yeah. into it because I come from somewhere different. I've mm. seen things that are different and I've lived differently. I know that different can work. It's just okay. trying to work within the boundaries that I'm yeah. in um, but it's also I'm trying to encourage parents and more dads because in my culture dads dads are the ones that do all the work the so they're women, very involved yeah the women are right. the ones who are quite revered and oh that sounds you know, really the nice husbands, oh, I know, come the on guys do. step up now <laughs> the husbands wouldn't that be ones, nice yeah. to be adored like that yeah and then it was when we were colonised it was changed where oh really the women are expected to you know do everything at home and, and stuff like that that's your place and the men go to work and come home so it was completely what were thinking yeah so um, I'm lucky that even though I married a Samoan man yeah. it's, it's very much while I'm home with the kids for two weeks he's away at work and when he comes home it's as if yeah, um, I'm still, shift, I'm still, yeah, yeah. So he oh, wow. he takes over all the school run and everything, yeah. and just lets me be. Um, and we we date. We make sure we oh, keep, so sweet. keep dating. So that's your you know, culture. That's how you do. Yeah, and um, because I love it. And I think you know we. I I, I come from a place where um, the, my parents' generation was kind of that generation where they were born and raised in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. and there are a lot of angry men you know domestic violence was quite is that like was that in those traditions of the woman does everything in the house yeah and, and the it man was also they, even though they were Samoan yeah or because they came to New Zealand at a time when New Zealand had just gone through this period of born raids where um, police were literally banging on people's doors in the middle of the night and looking for overstayers oh. um, predominantly Pacific Islanders even though um, overstayers from the UK there were more of them because um, it was the big labour force this big labour drive where they needed more people in the workforce and then when they were done with them they were trying to push people out but it happened to be all the brown skinned people they were trying oh, to get okay. rid of so when my dad, when my parents migrated, it was sort of off the back of that, and they faced a bit of oppression as well. And so there were a lot of angry men in my dad's generation. And um, so my husband and I grew up in a time when, um, you know, dads were kind of only around sometimes because they were always working. Or, and the mums were doing everything. Do you feel like that's changed now? I think so, yeah. I, I think so. I think um, 
you know, I, I see a shift in uh, for, for women in my generation. You know, women that I went to school with who are ones in government in New Zealand. She's an MP, an elected MP. You know, um, got friends who are also elected MPs now. And I think you know, they're seeing a lot more brown faces. It's great. Cause my kids can look up and go, hey, there are people that look like me that are doing these great things and I, that's why what I do as PNC president is so important to me mm. and my children see it so that they know that it's, it's not just all the all the white kids who are you know who are doing all these things in leadership and stuff because um, that's what it was like when I was growing up yeah. you know all the brown kids we were in the factories and oh, okay. and in the warehouses and, and, and stuff like that oh, wow. and, and they were all the cleaners it was all yeah. my friends' parents who were cleaning and things, um, and all the white kids. Their parents were in offices, and oh, you know. Okay. And now it's now my children can see. Well, you know, my husband is a he's a lead, he's in leadership at, at his job. I'm in leadership within our school community as well. And my kids. And not that you have to be in a leadership yeah. position, but I guess you just it'd be nice if you're happy doing yeah. what you want to do and. And if you do want to do the leadership position, yeah. no matter what, it's going to be yeah. what you've got, just, you yeah. can. You're not going to be stopped yeah. from doing yeah. that. And I think That's what my, everyone wants. My kids are a lot, a lot more fortunate now. There are more doors of opportunity mm. for them than what my husband and I came, came up for. Okay. Um, and because my name yeah. is white on paper... It would, I would walk oh, into an really? interview and my brown oh, face... Oh, with you mean yeah. the fact that your name... Yeah, my name, Crystal Collins. Sounds yeah. very... And I, yeah. and I wouldn't... I don't have a Polynesian accent as such right. either. Um, and so sometimes I would walk into an interview and not get the job. Do you no, feel that's no, because of your skin colour? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I, I, didn't, I couldn't get a job as a checkout girl in a supermarket really? one time. Because apparently I was overqualified, but it was just... No, <laughs> I was the only brown face in the interviews because they did a group. Do you feel like that's yeah. the same now or different? Um, I think now probably not so much. Um, but I think because I'm a lot more thick-skinned now, 20 years later than in those first job interviews, I can actually, I would actually ask the question, well, why aren't you... Why wouldn't you hire me now? Like, yeah, you, know, you um, would ask that question. I, I, I feel would, like I don't even know anyone, but it might be my circle. Yeah. Because I've got uh, quite a multicultural group of friends. And yeah. I feel like I don't even know anyone who would have that opinion. Yeah. Is, but then I wouldn't be, I guess I wouldn't be friends with someone who was. Yeah. And I think, you know, really. the other thing is... I even hate saying that word loud. <laughs> it sounds like a horrible word, doesn't it? But the thing yeah. is, you know... You, you don't fully know or understand the situation unless it's happening to you. You know, like autism with my older son, I never would have, I would still be oblivious to it had it not been for Yeah, and I guess that's something we've got to always remember is that yeah. it's easy to judge yeah. and, to, and to judge someone who's maybe not being very culturally inclusive yeah. or... But you don't know where they're at in their life. Yeah. Uh, and stay true to your own yeah. beliefs and your yeah. own awareness. That's that but whole don't thing necessarily with... just judge. Maybe yeah. do what you're doing and yeah. be a great role model. Yeah. And that's why that whole thing where people say, oh, well, they're white, they don't have a culture. It's like, that's, that's not okay with me. Mm. That's, that's not good enough for me. That's just, that's just saying, oh, well, how they feel, what their family history mm. is. Is around, uh, that's, that's not okay with me because 
they had to have learned how to cook this way or how to do these certain things yeah. from somewhere. It's, it's all started from somewhere else. And um, it's funny because, you know, I shared that story and I was sort of a bit reluctant to do it, but it it was said and it did, I guess, upset me. But I've also been called... Um, <laughs> Sounds quite weird, but I have racially derogatory names, and I don't have black skin. Yeah. Um, but it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. But maybe yeah. I haven't had it to the same degree that other yeah. people have had it. Yeah. I just, I wish the world would just kind of I know. worry about it yeah. and just move on. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. But anyway, look, um, I'm just really thankful that you got to share some of your culture with okay. me today. Yeah, and to completely off. <laughs> just went Sorry. off. No, no. It's, it's so good. So interesting. Um, I feel like I've learned a little bit more about you. And I hate to say it, but I probably will do some Google. Yeah. Google Doctor and find out more about it. Um, and just... For teachers to take on those tips that we said, I'll write yeah. some more of those tips on my blog. Um, and I just really thank you for coming in and talking today. No and I think you're yeah. just this great role model. Okay. And keep going. It's, it's definitely keep conversations. Going. Like we can't always make the assumption that people are just going to know what to do. Like when they come into your school, we can't just make the assumption yeah. that they're going to know and understand the education system here. Like, the whole age thing. I don't get it. Why do they do it like that? So, it's just <laughs> so good for us as teachers to think about that, or yeah. administrators, to try to look on the side of parents. But you yeah. are just this great role model for your school, so thank you so much. And no thank worries. you for coming in and sharing all oh, your information. It's so good to see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah finally. <laughs> okay, see you later, Crystal. Thank you.